Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and it is Tuesday here. We're wrapping up March. Uh, metals plan shipments are in full effect. Uh, we'll, we'll be done. We're going to be done here by the end of the week. Uh, I, I will take credit for it. I deserve none of it. Uh, Brittany's been a uh, leader in getting this done. Brooke, Arlene, there. They've got this whole thing down. Uh, Colorado, I think Jason's uh, calling all of his pickup people, and and we should have pretty much everybody shipped out before the end of the week. And, and uh, if you want to join the medals program, April's a great month to do it. It's the start of the quarter. Uh, you can go to allamericangold.com, click on the metals plan icon, read about it. Uh, you can call here, uh, Brooke or, or Arlene or Brittany. We can get you set up on it. Uh, what a great program. You know, it, a lot of uh, a lot of businesses, you know, you're a one-man shop, or maybe you got a couple guys working for you. You don't have access to... Uh, a 401k or maybe uh, the 401k at your company isn't great i i don't know we are you just looking to to put metals away uh really it's so easy uh, you got to start you got to have at least a hundred dollars a month that that's the minimum there is no maximum we've got guys doing a thousand a month two thousand a month three thousand a month got a guy doing five thousand a month whatever you want to do but you have to, it has to at least be $100 a month. You leave a card on file with us. And, and you decide the day of the month you'd like us to withdraw the funds. First of the month, the middle of the month, the end of the month. Any day between the 1st and the 28th, as, I, as I've told you, because of February, we just it's too hard to do any other days. So the 1st through the 28th, and then at the end of every quarter, so every three months, you get physical gold and silver. Uh, if you are in Arizona or Colorado and you want to pick it up, you save on shipping. Otherwise, we ship it to you. And and the great part is is we pool all the money together. So you're and, and listen, there are uh, the plant. It's massive. We actually, uh, you know, we're remodeling the office here. You know, we just did the painting. Uh, the the floors are coming in here in a few weeks. Uh, we've got some new furniture coming. Part of the new furniture we had to add add a whole nother uh, filing cabinet just for the metals plant because it was too full. But we pull it all together, so you, we make mass buys. You pay you pay less. I mean, it's like you're buying everything on sale every time you buy it. And like I said, you get physical delivery four times a year. So we don't hold your stuff; you hold it. Uh, obviously, if you're at the lower end of the plan, you know, if you're at $100 a month, you're, you're most likely looking at silver. Uh, those of you that do more than that, you know, if you're you're doing, you know, I don't know, $1,000 a month, you're going to get a lot of gold in there. So, that, it, But the, it's a great plan. It's so easy to do. There's no fees. What does it cost you? Nothing. There's no setup fees. There's no cancellation fees. Well, what if something came up? You know, uh, man, I needed I needed four new tires. And I thought it was going to be, you know, four or five hundred dollars. I went to the tire shop, and and it's going to cost me twelve hundred bucks. Put the plan on hold. 
because that costs nothing. You can cancel any time, restart any time. Uh, the only fee you ever get is a shipping fee, and if you pick up, you, you, you don't even get that. So uh, check it out. It's a great plan. Uh, and plus it takes away, you know, a lot of people just don't want to worry about, hey, what's the special today or tomorrow? I'll just go, go into the metals plan. Uh, I like it because a lot of the people use it like a 401K plan. Uh, it's not a tax deferred or anything like that, but it's a way for you to save money uh, that if you had it sitting in your bank account, you know what you're going to do, right? Yeah, you go out and you spend it all. Uh, but but check it out. Uh, I, I've got to talk about uh, we added another product to our CBD store at 1360KHNC.com. I know nothing about this, but it is a retinol cream. And like we always do, you know, we started asking the guys at my kind all these questions. All as I know is the girls at the office have not stopped talking about it. So let me give you some details. Uh, it's got uh, 0.25% retinol. The, the ladies out there, they'll know what that means. It's a 1,000 milligrams of CBD my kind did so much testing on this product. I guess the more retinol, like retinol like burns your skin. I don't know, something nuts. But they they found uh, the, 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 the magic bullet, if you will, uh, 0.25% retinol, 1,000 milligrams of CBD. Uh, it's a combination of collagen, retinol, and CBD. Uh, and they said it's very, very potent. There's nothing like it on in the marketplace, according to my kind. They said, listen, there's nothing like this. They're, they said that the estheticians out there, they buy this $1,200 bottle of, uh, of uh, retinol serum, and they're saying this is groundbreaking. Uh, besides, like, the, the wrinkles around the eyes, they said it really works good on the, on the neck and deletage area. I didn't know what deletage meant, and all you guys out there probably don't know what it is, uh, but I bet you your wives do. It's that area between the neck and the chest area, uh, but apparently this thing is the bomb. That's what they're saying. They tested it extensively. Uh, check it out. It, it's uh, ninety, like, like 95 bucks, but apparently... Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're saying this may be the best thing they've ever made. So there you go. We'll be back right after the break. 800 uh, I'm going to say this on there. I'm only going to say it once. I don't plan on ever saying it again. Uh, but uh, finishing up on that retinol cream, uh, two words, uh, turkey neck and wrinkle boob, and that's all I'm saying. Apparently it helps both of those. Uh, check it out. Uh, anyhow, moving on, moving on. So, you know, we have a, a lot, lot going on. Yesterday, I told you about the new, you know, online tax. We knew that was coming, right? You know, of course, shh, don't say anything about it. But that starts, uh, I think it starts next year on your 2022s. And uh, if you sell more than $600. Right now, now you're going to get a tax bill from eBay and PayPal and all these other places. Uh, you're going to get the 1099s and and uh, all that stuff. And it doesn't even matter now. It used to be 
you know, 20,000 or 200 items. Uh, now it's just 600 bucks. They don't care if you, you – maybe you sold one thing. doesn't matter. Uh, the tax ban's coming for you. Yesterday we talked about the mileage tax. This, that change is going to happen. But uh, Pete Buttigieg came out yesterday and said, because he's the new transportation secretary, that it's not going to be in the infrastructure bill. That makes you feel better. doesn't make me feel better. Because I'm going to tell you, uh, the cost of a vehicle already, look at the retails. And Wolf Richter, what a great research the guy does. And and he was talking about uh, the cost of vehicles and how can the central bank keep lying to everybody about inflation. But yet here it is. You know, talking about uh, used cars, used trucks up 43%. 43%. Crazy, and even the compact car, which nobody wants, you know, you see them—the golf carts out there. Yeah, uh, they're up double digits. And we're sitting here and we're thinking about a mileage tax now. And of course, I think General Motors said by twenty, was it twenty thirty-five, twenty thirty-three or twenty thirty-five, they're going to stop making gas cars. At all, you're like, and so you know what that means. You know, in the next five years or so, uh, there's hardly going to be anything available with gas, and slowly, you know, by by 2035, it'll be all gone. Well, again, the gas tax pays for all the roads and all this stuff, or was supposed to. Uh, now get ready for the mileage tax. And I'll just say this. Are they going to use the mileage? You know, when you, uh, for those of you out there that, that drive for a living, you know, for your company and they pay you mileage, uh, I haven't checked it lately, but the last I saw was like 50 cents a mile. Is that what they're going to use? I don't know that. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're using, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, the government has, a, a mileage thing where a lot of companies, you know, they, that's where they come up with the mileage number. The government says, you know, hey, we've estimated the cost of maintenance, not just gasoline, but the cost for tires and oil changes and alignments and da da da, and and, and uh, you got to pay them fifty cents a mile. Could you imagine how far off is it going to be? I don't know. Not to mention. On top of you got to plug everything in. Don't worry. What could what could possibly go wrong with with any of those things? But at least at least for now, Buttigieg has said that they are not going to have it in the infrastructure bill. Uh, but uh, I guess it'll be on a different one. We'll wait and see. A group of Senate Democrats issued a proposal yesterday to tax unrealized gains of wealthy estates at death so we're we're going back and i guess revisiting the death tax uh the plan comes as president biden prepares to unveil a major infrastructure plan that is expected to be financed largely by higher taxes on corporations and the wealthy so here you go so corporations were assuming going back to 28%. And remember, President Trump 
brought it back down. President Biden's going to bring it back up. And again, none of it matters up or down. Are you closing in all the loopholes? Because if you don't close the loopholes, who cares? Right? At 28%, look how many companies paid nothing. Right? At, unless they close the loopholes, I don't think any of it really matters. But, uh, again, it looks good on paper. Oh, that's going to save us $200 billion. In, in actuality, it probably saves like 20 Right? Because all the loopholes. They said that uh, the senators, and you know their names, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, right, uh, all, all these guys, these are, listen, they're running wild. And I know Wall Street hasn't figured it out yet, but they're going to, believe me. Uh, current rules let assets like stocks pass to heirs without capital gains tax on their appreciation and value. Well, you haven't sold it. I mean, that's supposed to be the rule. Hey, I don't have to take a capital gain until I sell it. Well, they need the money. Assets also pass to heirs at current market price instead of the original's the original owner's cost. Now, see, this is a, one of those ones. This is very interesting. So let's look at what they're talking about here. Let's just say, uh, well, as an example, you bought Apple stock, okay? And and let's let's just say you 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 were early in in Apple stock, and you paid uh, I, I don't know like a hundred bucks. Right, you paid a hundred bucks uh, for Apple, or you paid uh, Brookshire Hathaway, something like that. You paid cheap. Okay, what happens is, is when it gets passed to the air, it gets priced at the new price. So, and I know Apple's a bad example because they just did that big stock split. But let's just say you bought Apple at a dollar, okay? Right now, Apple's like, I don't know, 130-something bucks, something like that. When it gets passed to the air, your price now starts at 137. So, essentially, no one paid any gains from the dollar to the 137. See what I'm saying? So this is one of the things that they're saying they want to get rid of. The senators call the current framework a government subsidy for an inherited wealth. Which, let's face it, that's what it is. Hey, if you worked really hard all your life, you bought the stocks, you did all this stuff, and you want to hand it down. Of course, they always leave themselves a loophole. I mean, logically, can I... Can I get behind this? I mean, I hate taxes of all kinds. Right? I wish we'd go back to, to hey, we'll fund the government with tariffs. Get rid of the income tax. We shouldn't have to fill out any taxes. I mean, that would be ideal. Right? But that's, that's, a, that's a whole different show. 
So they're saying that they, it's absurd that our tax code allows many of our country's wealthiest people to get away with never paying a cent in taxes on millions or billions of dollars of capital gains. Now, they're dead. So, you know, I mean, I get it and, and I understand it and it really doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, here's what we're going to be looking at. All of these things are going to happen. They're going to tax everything they can possibly imagine. Uh, mileage is coming. You know what we haven't heard yet? The value-added tax. It's coming. For those of you that don't know what that is, you know when, we, when you go uh, to the store, and you buy, you buy items, and you, you got to pay tax. Now, some items, like uh, in certain cities, like food, doesn't have a tax. Other cities, there's actually is a food tax in certain cities here in Arizona. It just depends. But, but you pay the tax. Most of those taxes are city and state taxes. And maybe, maybe they got some county money in there, but it's local. It's local tax. But now, because, listen, let's face it, the amount of spending these guys want to do, it's all of these problems, like taxing the millionaires, right? Everyone can give, yeah, get them! It's not that much money. There's not that many billionaires. There just isn't. And I'm sorry, but a million dollars is not a lot of money anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. For a lot of us, a million dollars is a lot of money, but it's really not a lot of money. Right? You know, back in the, when I was growing up, if you had a million dollars, you literally could have bought, like, the biggest house in, in, in all of Scottsdale. Now, it's like, you know, the only houses below a million dollars in Scottsdale, right? It's the old, you know, South Scottsdale, right? Now there's, you know. There's probably more million-dollar homes than there are, uh, you know, half a million-dollar homes. But there's not that much money in there. You know, they used an example. Someone inherits six million in stocks, originally bought for four million dollars. They would get a tax on one million of the two million gains. That's what they're saying. They're saying that the U.S. is expected to lose almost $42 billion in tax revenue this year from the exclusion of capital gains from a death tax. So, this is what we're talking about. A couple hundred billion dollars, and uh, the, the problem is the infrastructure, this bill's a trillion this part of the bill. Plus, remember, they want to do all the other bills, right? The two, three, four, you know, they want a, another trillion for uh, COVID. They want another trillion dollars to do uh, bailouts of, of banks for commercial real estate. They want to extend what they just did. They can't evict anybody, all these things. He's also proposed raising the top income tax rate to 
from 37 and again. Are they closing loopholes? Because if not, does it matter? I don't know that it matters that much. By the way, to hit that number, that's a million dollars a year. That's what you got to make. So if you make more than a million bucks a year, uh, right now, by the way, instead of the current, what? Oh, he's going to tax long-term capital gains for households making more than $1 million at a rate of 39, wow, 39.6 instead of the current rate of 20. So that's a big one. That's almost doubling of a tax there. Uh, what else? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there you go. On top of the million-dollar capital gains exemption, an additional exclusion of up to $500,000 for personal residence offered by current law would still apply. So I guess that's, you know, you're not getting out of that. L- assets held in a retirement ca- account would continue to be exempt from the tax uh, from the capital gains. Gifts to charities would also be exempt. So there you have it. You need them. I mean, that's a 500-page book just on this plan. It's a radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. The IMF is now warning about commercial property and significant losses to banks. I don't know how this works. Uh, I, I, I don't. I know. Here's what I know. 10% of all businesses went under. That's the numbers here in the U.S. The amount of businesses not paying rent, I don't know the number. I I hear reports that it's 30%. We've seen like... New York City, it was like 90% and, and for restaurants. But I'm just talking all commercial. I'm not, I don't know what the number is. I know this, the 10% that went out of business, they didn't pay. <laughs> Obviously, they're not there anymore, so they're not paying. I mean, if we assume another 10%, which I think is conservative, That'd be twenty percent of all commercial real estate isn't being paid. How does that math work? Last week we learned that as the FHA loans, right? What was the number? Seventeen point five percent of all FHA, and that that's residential mortgages not being paid. Yesterday. The CDC announced that the moratorium for eviction gets extended through the end of June. It was supposed to, ex- uh, it was supposed to uh, expire tomorrow. Well, how many landlords were upset? I have a friend of mine. His neighbor next to him is a renter. The landlord, who was his former neighbor, calls my buddy every couple of months to check on the property because the guy's not paying. And my neighbor was telling me, he's like, yeah, the guy's got car hauler, he's got the toys, he's got the uh, the sand rails and the quads and this and that. Like, you wouldn't know. 
looks like they've got plenty of money. They're just not paying. Now, I don't know if it's because they can't or because they know the rules, right? I mean, as a renter, there's very, and, and, and I don't know how many Americans are doing this not paying, not because they can't, but because, hey, you said I don't have to. But it's a dangerous precedent, isn't it? Right, and we look at moral to get uh, decay. And bear with me here. I mean, think about, what was it? Was Seattle overtaken again? I think it was. And Antifa's out there again in Seattle and Portland. Look at these cities where where they're just running wild. Right? Baltimore. And we're not going to, no more drug, we're not charging anybody with any more drug crimes and prostitution crimes and, you know, nobody goes to church and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the moral decay. But once it starts, and I go back to the housing crisis, and I even, and I tell this story to people, I kept paying because I could. My friends that couldn't lost their homes. There was no moratorium. You just lost. They bailed out the banks. Right? Why couldn't they have bailed out the homeowner? But that's not how it went. And and I tell a story about another a neighbor of mine who did not. He was... His wife was a pharmacist. He was in pharmaceutical sales. They, they made a good living. They happened to buy, they moved to Arizona in 2005. And for those of you that lived here and remember, that was the peak here. 05 was the peak. And their house was so far underwater that they made a conscious decision, well after the fact, by the way. I mean, we're talking about 2011, 2012 time period. That they decided to stop paying. And they got calls from uh, their mortgage company, and they had a first and a second, and it wasn't the same company. So they called them and called them and called them and finally they had a, they were sick and tired of it and they told the, the the mortgage company we're leaving we're just done we're leaving we're not even waiting and the mortgage company told no 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 listen legally we've got to call you we've got to call you but don't leave we've checked on the house you keep it in good order and. Water the plants and have the air conditioning running and blah, blah, blah. Take care of the pool. And when it's time for you to leave, we'll actually pay you to leave. They went three years without paying their mortgage. And finally, uh, we're asked to leave. And now what, now you're like, where are you going with this? What's the point of that? What does that have to do with today? Everything. They're telling us 20 million people aren't paying their rent. That was from the Census Bureau yesterday. I don't make these numbers up. 20 million. 
Now, what do you think that sends to them from a moral perspective? How many people, FHA, now I don't know about all mortgages, but FHA, it's almost 20%, aren't paying their mortgage. They're not getting thrown out. They're not being asked to leave. You think about commercial real estate. I don't know who am I, I mean, I pay mine. I have an SBA loan. I pay. Now, for six months, I will tell you this, for six months, they told me not to. As a matter of fact, stop taking it out of my bank account. I didn't ask them to do it. They just did it. But outside of that, they pay. How many of my neighbors are paying? I have no idea. But we're setting precedent here. What's the precedent precedent we're setting? You don't have to pay if you don't want to. And this is really the problem. And now the IMF's warning about, hey, we got a bigger problem. Forget about the people that aren't paying. All of these corporations now are figuring out we don't need that big of an office. Some are like, we don't need an office at all, right? Who's going to buy all this stuff? When all the moratoriums end, if they ever end, who knows, they may never end. But we're setting precedent, we're just telling everybody, ah, don't worry about it, the government will bail you out, here's the check. Take the Radio News Hour, we'll be back next week. 800 It's really an interesting question, isn't it? Now the Democrats want to give them a fourth check, by the way, that's... They're going to do infrastructure next, but they're working on uh, another round of check giving. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know. Here's what I do know. How long can you stay on top when you allow for this to happen? How bad is it? We don't know. It's all covered up. It's all covered up. I mean, Arizona, I'm telling you, Arizona, it feels like it's booming here. It does, doesn't it? But then you look a little deeper. And you're like, okay. And, you know, no one knows who's really paying, who's not paying, but apartments everywhere. Homes that, I mean, homes are a fortune out here. Now, I guess relative maybe to California they're not but they're a fortune it's so expensive now they're saying that the average price of homes the median price not the average the average price is even higher but the median price is like almost three hundred fifty thousand dollars which means the average price close to closing in to four hundred thousand they said that homes Selling above list price. 40% of all homes sold, according to Redfin, during the last four weeks, and this was from February uh, 21st to March 21st. So that four-week period, so it just ended. Four out of every ten homes sold for above list. They said, and this is out of Redfin, 
concerning, they've been analyzing the data. It's concerning, they said, how much home prices have risen during the pandemic, which makes no sense, right? Well, I guess the only part that makes sense is the states that all closed. If you had money, you went to states that were, you bought houses in states that were open. I mean, that's really what happened. For the rest of the people, the normal people, you don't don't have any money. You're going to live in one of these apartments they're building. When the pandemic is over, purchasing a home is going to cost much more than ever before. That's what I don't know what's here. I got a bad feeling. I think I know what's going to happen. And and this guy here, Daryl Fairweather, he probably spells it out perfectly. It's going to put home ownership much further out of reach for many Americans. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, home ownership rates have been falling really since uh, the, the housing crash. And even now, with all the appreciation and all that stuff, home ownership rates are not moving upwards. And Redfin says, hey, when this thing's over, this pandemic, less and less Americans are going to buy a home, period. And I'm telling you, he's right, because you know what? Interest rates are getting ready to really run. Matter of fact, 10-year note hit another uh, multi-year high today. And all the spending that we're doing, all the giveaways that they're doing, all of those things. I mean, one of two things. Either we're going to have another housing market debacle. But I I really, I I feel, this is my feeling. All the people with money are buying the houses. And the realities are, you know, there's a reason. You know, we have desert for hundreds of hundreds of miles. I'm like, why aren't they building more housing, you know, developments everywhere like they did in 06? They're not. 05, 04. They're not doing that. Because I think the home builders know. Hey, we know. We know what our clientele really is. And here's the realities. I think home ownership may be out of reach for not 40%, 50%. Probably 60, maybe 70% of all Americans out of reach. Can't be done. And I don't think it's going to happen. And now home prices, like I said, one of two things going to happen. Are we going to have another housing crash? Right? So prices go back down so people can afford to buy them. Or instead, are we going to have, okay, maybe we're not going to have housing prices go up like they have. But maybe they just stay there. And instead of a 30-year mortgage at 3%, it's 5%, 6%, 7%, which just means the payments are never going to be affordable for the vast majority. I think that's where we're headed. 
I think we're headed for a renter society. I think we're headed for a government handout society. Uh, I think the moral hazard is clear here. We're conditioning people to be poor. We're conditioning them to rely upon the government for their money, for them not to throw them out of their apartments, right? I mean, I think this is what's happening. It's clear to me. And now we have the the ultimate Patsy administration in place. It's all they want to do is write more checks. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. I know, weird, right? I, I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Uh, quick look here at the markets. Everything's down today. Uh, bonds, bond yields rising again, uh, 174. It's been as high as, hold on a minute here if I can get this thing out of my way here. But it's about, about 177 uh, had been the high today. Uh, the Dow is down, the S&P, the NASDAQ. Uh, gold's down pretty big. Gold's down like 30 bucks. Uh, 1683 is down 20 bucks yesterday. So we've had a $50 move in gold. Silver down 66 cents. U.S. Silver Eagles. These are back dates. But this is, uh, you know, they, they continue to get less expensive. Uh, $715 a roll today on U.S. Silver Eagles. If you buy 10 rolls or more, so 10 rolls or more, $710 on U.S. Silver Eagles. And again, these are going to be back date. Uh, I don't know the years, random years, whatever they are, they are. Uh, $715 a roll, buy 10 or more, $710. Just to give you a perspective, uh, last Thursday, there were 760 bucks. So, you know, think about it. If you buy 10 rolls here, $50 a roll less uh, just in a matter of a few days. Take advantage of these pullbacks. It's one of these pullbacks, too, when you really, when you think about it on the margins, right, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right? They're excited about more debt. They're excited about inflation. Well, they're, of course, they're still denying that inflation exists. I've got a I've got a bad feeling the PPI and CPI numbers, even the way they try to tell us and rig the system, I don't think there's any hiding it. It's coming, uh, and with it, uh, gold and silver are going to come with it. This really reminds me of the gold and silver markets in 07 and 08. They hit all-time highs. Then the financial crisis happened, and gold went from a thousand fifty to seven hundred. And then, you know, because they oh, we fixed it, we fixed it, and then we realized nothing was really fixed. And where did boom, nineteen hundred? I got the. This feels like the exact same market again, where we want to live in denial, pretend that it's not happening, acting tough, talking tough. Right, that you know, Jamie. Oh no, it's just transitory inflation. Nobody worry. Yet no one's really. Come on, you can't have twenty percent of the people not paying. Listen, the housing crisis happened, and not even five percent of people lost their homes. Just perspective here. This is an unworkable amount of people not paying. 
And again, you can only cover it up for so long. And eventually, you know what? Eventually, right? You know, they always, you know, the cream rises to the top. Uh, eventually, the defaults rise to the top. And uh, have that gold, have that silver put away. U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, $715 a roll. Uh, buy 10 rolls or more at $710. Uh, and tomorrow, if we if we get a chance... If we get a chance, I'll try to dive into this this hedge fund blow-up that happened. I'm still trying to make sure I can explain it to you right. Here's what I will tell you. Our banks, the U.S. banks, man, we stuck it to the foreign banks. That was the big takeaway. Just remember this. Payback's always a bit, right? So uh, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to learn more about it and share it all with you. 800 951 0592. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.